Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, Toronto writer and commentator. Twice a week, I offer my take on the world, from craven politics and unchecked ambition to secret sauces, bitter loss, and fist-pumping redemption. They're stories to live by. Quirky, high-style, tear-jerking, funny ha-ha, sometimes funny peculiar. My tales don't walk down the sidewalk and browse in the windows. They sneak into alleyways and come out onto different worlds. Alex Brown narrates each mini-podcast to bring to your ears what you see with your eyes in my twice-a-week blogs. And now, today's episode of Ramsey Writes. Walk and Chew Gum Written by Bob Ramsey When one thing is a disaster in your life, that's manageable. Two things, and it's a crisis. Three, like lose your job, lose your health, and lose your spouse, and you have permission to pull the covers over your head and never come out. I have a feeling the Trudeau government is headed to bed. It's trying to cope with two unrelated crises and is doing a bad job at both. The first involves its abusive relationship with China, and the second, its indifferent rollout of COVID vaccines. Actually, what these crises share is a view to solving them that makes the phrase wishful thinking come out of the Prime Minister's mouth as steely determination. First, China, which swept Canadians Michael Kovrig and Michael Spavor off a Beijing street over two years ago. This followed the arrest on December 1, 2018, of Meng Wanzhou, the chief financial officer of Huawei, who was detained when her plane landed in Vancouver on an extradition warrant by the U.S., Canada isn't the only country caught in China's new wolf-warrior diplomacy. Just ask Australia, which is in a perpetual pissing match with China, who believes that both it and Canada are the sniveling lapdogs of American foreign policy. But at least Australia... ...back at the wolves. After all, as Bill Bryson noted, Australia has more things that will kill you than anywhere else. Canada's chronic niceness, so resplendent when everyone's obeying the rules, turns into congenital weakness when they aren't. Which brings me to the Stockholm Syndrome, the phrase we give to people who fall in love with their captors. Canada isn't yet there in its relationship with China, but its persistent denial that it is in thrall to China's muscle flexing didn't all happen after the two Michaels kidnapping. It's been around for years and seems to be growing. Here are three examples. A. For many years, Canadian soldiers were doing winter training in northern China as part of a joint military program with the Chinese. B. Beijing is partnering with Canadian-owned Shopify to sponsor leading-edge computer and electrical engineering research at Chinese universities. The Chinese government's funding of this research will give Shopify access to intellectual property it otherwise wouldn't have access to. C. Back in 2010, the Chinese parliament voted 260 to 0 to boycott the Winter Olympics in Canada because of how badly we treat our Indigenous people. In fact, the Chinese parliament called it genocide. However, President Xi Jinping and his entire central committee chose to abstain from the vote. If none of these examples is familiar to you, it's because they don't exist. Oh sure, they're real. But I've switched Canada for China to illustrate how absurd it is that Canada would let Chinese soldiers train here for years or fund Huawei's research at our universities, as it's still doing, 
or, as happened yesterday, vote 266 to 0 to call out China's treatment of Uyghurs as genocide, with the entire Liberal cabinet abstaining from the vote. And why did it flee from taking a stand against China in using the word genocide to describe its own people, when our Prime Minister used the same word to describe Canada's treatment of our own Indigenous Canadians? Because Mr. Trudeau is afraid of offending China. It's all reminiscent of Voltaire's saying, To know who rules over you, simply find out who you are not allowed to criticize. But what does our China crisis have to do with our vaccine crisis? They're connected by Ottawa's handling of them. In both cases, the strategy seems to be that words speak louder than actions, and that planning is best done on the back of an envelope, in the cab, on the way to the press conference. How else can we explain Jason Kirby's animated chart that reveals how well Canada is doing in the race to the bottom in getting us all immunized? Our little red box just keeps falling, past Serbia, past Chile, well past Turkey. Ottawa won't reveal the details of the many contracts it signed, more than any other nation. I'm not talking about pricing details, but delivery details. You'd think they would at least tell these details to their provincial colleagues, who are in charge of getting the vaccines into our arms. But no. So let me ask, do you have any idea when you'll get vaccinated? Or how? Or where it will happen? Me neither. Do you have any idea how Ottawa plans to end its Cold War with China? Me neither. All I know is we deserve better from our leaders. Today's Ramsey Writes was read by Alex Brown. For more information on Bob Ramsey, his work, and all the other things he does besides writing, go to RamseyInc.com. That's R-A-M-S-A-Y-I-N-C dot com. <laughs>